Hey, what's up everyone? This is Nate and you might be asking, why does this sound so terrible? What's all that background noise? Man, this quality is terrible. Well, that's because I'm driving in my car down to Louisiana right now. I've got like an eight hour drive and I just thought that I would get some thoughts recorded and maybe put out a little episode from it. If you want to hear higher quality stuff, you can go to all of the other previous episodes. They're not recorded from my phone while I'm driving in my car. So go listen to those if this is your first episode. But I wanted to address a, a question that you guys might have and that you might have been confronted with answering before. One of our longtime supporters and listeners, Maurice, posed a question or was taking suggestions in our private group. And it was basically, what is libertarianism? And how do you explain that properly to someone who doesn't know what libertarianism is? It was along those lines. And that it's a very good question. And I'm sure there are all kinds of ways to explain this, but I wanted to throw my way in the ring. So my basic philosophy on libertarianism is that human beings own themselves. That when, when you're born, you've got a right to self-ownership. And that no one else has any ownership over you. And we went through a period of time in human history where this was obviously not the fact human beings did have ownership over other people. And we got rid of that. And I think that we're still fighting that. I think we're still fighting the fight to be able to own ourselves and be responsible for our own destinies and our own outcomes in life. So when people think about libertarians, I think the first the first thing which we've we've tried to address is that they only care about themselves. You can listen to the first thing I just said was that you own yourself. And they think that that means you really only care about yourself, that you're extremely selfish. It's not really the case whatsoever. We actually can care very deeply for other people and all the situations that people are going through. That's why we're libertarians. It's pretty difficult to say that there is another answer and that we've obviously got examples of where these other answers have worked out perfectly or worked out really well to the benefit of others. You look at the Republican Party talks about being small government, talks about decreasing the deficits, decreasing the size of the federal government, talks about giving people more liberties. What do their actions actually show? Sure, there are some things. There'll be a few things every now and then. But it's really all done through some type of government action. And it's, it never really equals full self-ownership. It's like, we'll allow you to own a little bit more of yourself. That's kind of the answer. And so looking towards, well, conservatism or republicanism as an answer on this goal. To me, there's not really any hard 
examples on how that's obviously the answer. Then you look at the Democratic Party. Do they believe in self-ownership? No. No, they don't. Really at all. They believe in self-ownership for some people. But they don't believe in self-ownership for all people. The problem with self-ownership and with your individual liberties that you have, with your rights that you're born with, with your right to act unimpeded by outside forces as long as you're not hurting people and taking their stuff, along with that are included a lot of people that others don't like. See, the really difficult part of this is that you have to accept that everyone owns themselves. And as long as they're not acting through force to take away that right from other people, then they also have their right to self-ownership. So where the Democratic Party starts to get this wrong are, well, specifically part of people who are not part of the right minority groups don't really have self-ownership. People in business don't really have self-ownership. There's a, there's a lot of people, people who aren't in the right political party, who, you know, worship the wrong religion. They don't really have self-ownership. They have as much self-ownership as you'll, as you'll decide to allow them to have, which means they don't really have any self-ownership at all. So what they'll focus on is the self-ownership for the specific groups that they want to have the ownership for. But that means that they also want to give those groups the power to remove self-ownership from other groups of people. So those people can have better lives. And so the, there's a really big, really big difference, I think, when you, when you look between the different political ideologies. The Libertarian Party obviously believes in something called the non-aggression principle. So you're not going to act, to act in force against anyone, against peaceful people, unless you've been aggressed on in some kind of way and you need to defend yourself. You're not just going to go out and act out force against people. And they're the only political party that goes all the way down to that principle. And that's what that, that is the basic principle is that I'm a peaceful person. I'm not just mostly peaceful. I'm a full peaceful person. And that the only way I'm going to act in force against another person is if that person is removing my rights from me. The problem where this starts to get muddy is in the idea of socialism, communism, all this stuff. They, they like to paint this picture that business owners are exerting force over the worker by forcing them to work in whatever conditions and accept whatever pay they can get and that this is actually an act of force on those people and it's not actually not an act of force over those people you can go with the cliche reasoning that none of those people are forced to be there obviously so you can't be acting on forcing those people but the problem becomes what if that is that person's only option and then that means that you're 
exploiting them. That would be worker exploitation. You you take people who are who have no other options, and then you exploit that fact for your own gain. And we care about that too. We care about monopolies. We care about people not having any other options. That's why we want free competition. That's why we want free markets. Because people will find ways around this if they're allowed to. Better things will pop up if the people want it, if it's necessary. And the only way you can end up exploiting the workers is, well, maybe in, hi- in the past, in history, when we were first becoming industrialized, then you could say that workers might have been exploited because there weren't any other options. These were brand new industries and they were being exploited. Well, it's not exactly the case. We've always had regulations in pretty much all of these industries and we've always had the government holding out other competitors in these industries. So the idea of free to choose or having a free choice has never really been that free because the government's always done what it could to limit people's options. And when you limit people's options, you end up with a lot worse outcome. You end up empowering people who will exploit people, who will take advantage. And that's why you want the market to be completely free. Because you want the best options to rise to the top, not just the options that that have the most political power, which are the ones that can typically rise to the top and stay at the top when you have a system like what we have right now. Now, is that a capitalist system? Some people say capitalism and free markets are not the same thing. I think capitalism is is part of the free market, that the endeavor inside of a free market is capitalism, but there are different forms of capitalism where you can be trying to store wealth and trying to exchange value, but you're still going to use the government to control other people. So the free market is more than likely going to have capitalism involved in it, but capitalism doesn't exactly have to have a free market. So what we live in right now is actually a government-controlled capitalist system. A lot of people, when they look at libertarianism, they would say, well, that, that wouldn't work. There's no way that would work. And really, that's not based on any evidence whatsoever. We don't have any evidence of it not working. We have plenty of evidence of the other ideas not working, by the way. Tons of evidence on that. So if you were to get back down to what is libertarianism, it's really the idea that every single human being owns themselves and that everyone having that very basic right that they're each going to pursue what is best for them and their own self-interest. And that that's actually what's going to produce the best society for everyone. People act like we don't care about other people. And it's the exact opposite. I came to libertarianism because I wanted to help the most amount of people possible. That's what actually led to that because our other systems are not helping the most amount of people possible. 
government regulations are the most effective way of putting people in poverty and keeping them there that I think we've ever had. The free market is the most effective way to let those people get out of poverty. And it's in everyone being free to pursue their own interests and doing what is best for them and living with personal responsibility at all times. Even if it's not your fault, you can have personal responsibility in a situation. Personal responsibility can get a bad rap, can talk about how that's just, oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Sometimes it can be really hard to do that. Sometimes it can actually be impossible to do that. A lot of times it isn't impossible to do that. One way you can make sure people are not going to do that is by removing their incentive to do that. That's what the welfare system does. It removes your incentive to make your situation any better. It removes your incentive to be productive in society. Being productive, even if it's working for someone else, is a very good common goal because if you are working within a free market, then being productive means that you're producing things that other people think are valuable. And so that's really the best common goal for society is to try and make their lives better and then try to make their, the lives of other people better. But for you to be able to make the lives of other people better, you've got to work on yourself first. It's really hard to save someone from drowning if you can't swim. If you're in a plane and it loses cabin pressure, it's really hard to help someone put their mask on if you're passed out cold in your seat because you never put your, yours on first. So if you actually want to help people, you've got to start from personal responsibility. You've got to start from what can I do better? How can I make my life better? And then how can I help other people? And that's really the goal. The goal for me has always been helping other people. I think the free market is the best way to do that. I know the free market is the best way to do that because we've got ample amounts of evidence for being the best way to do that. We've got tons of evidence for the way that we've been trying it back and forth, Republican or Democrat, for so many years. We've got plenty of evidence of that not being the way to do that. So if you actually want to help people, going along the lines of a free market ideology it's going to lead you to being a libertarian because for you to be truly free market, and I mean truly free market, you've got to have the basic philosophy that people own themselves. You can't be truly free market and not think that people own themselves. Because if you don't, if you, if you think that you can exert force over other people, or maybe not you, maybe if you and a million of your friends get together, then you can exert force over other people. Then you're not going to be free market. There's no way you're going to be free market if you don't have that idea in the back of your head. That's why not even, not even Republicans are completely free market. They still want to control the market because they still think that enough people group together 
can have ownership over other groups of people and tell them what they can and can't do, even if those people have done nothing to harm anyone else. So they still don't believe fully in the idea that human beings are born with the basic right to self-ownership. So we're libertarians because we want to help people. We're libertarians because what we see the government doing on a daily basis is not just a consequence of Donald Trump being in office. It wasn't just a consequence of Barack Obama being in office. It's not just a consequence of we've got the wrong people in power throughout all of the different agencies and in the, you know in the bureaucracy. It's not just a we got to get the right people in power. That's not that's really not the answer. The answer is that you can't give those people power over others to change their lives because you're never going to know who's going to control that power. Democrats under Obama were totally fine with his use of executive orders. Didn't care one bit about the Constitution. Republicans were strongly against it. Under Trump, Republicans are fine with Donald Trump's use of executive orders. Don't care about the Constitution. Democrats are strongly against it and are talking about the Constitution. We're always going to go back and forth between different people that have different ideologies that are in power. But the only answer to stop that power from being really dangerous is to remove the power, to remove the idea that enough people can group together and then remove the right of self-ownership from other people. It wasn't the corruption in corporations that's led to our crony capitalist system It was that the bulk of people were okay with the idea that some people don't own themselves if other people decide that they don't. Because if that would not have been the case, then there would not have been an allowance of any type of regulations over a free market of people freely exchanging value. If that were the actual idea, then the government wouldn't have decided it could regulate. And if the government wouldn't have decided it could regulate, then the corporations would not have been trying to buy off the government. But it started with the idea that we can decide what amounts of ownership people have over their own lives. And once you open up that door, then you open up yourself to all the people who are gonna come in and try to control that power for their own benefit. So there really is no other answer because when you draw an arbitrary line like both of the other major political parties want to do when you draw this arbitrary political line people are going to move it we do it with the constitution all the time republicans do it with the constitution we talk about it all the time oh the second amendment's not just made for muskets it's made for everything They were talking about your right to be able to defend yourself. You know, we can't can't draw a line somewhere. It's absolute. Oh, the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, they didn't have they didn't have email and and text messaging and social media and stuff back then. You know, they didn't really know what they were going to be dealing with. 
you know, if they'd have known what they were going to be dealing with, well, they would have understood that the government needs to be able to spy on its own citizens. That's what a lot of people that are Republicans would say. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So they've drawn an arbitrary line where the Constitution is absolute. The liberty, the rights that are inside of it are absolute. It's not just specific to that time. It's that you have a right to defend yourself. But then they draw a line and say, well, it's not absolute with the Fourth Amendment. It's not that you have an absolute right to privacy from the government. That's not it at all. We get to move that line around. So now you've made a line that can be moved around all over the place. Democrats do the same thing. Everyone does the same thing on taxes. You decide that you can tax people. Well, at that point, you have no idea what it's ever going to be. You drew a line. You said, here's the number. And the line gets moved back and forth all over the place. And it's completely arbitrary. It's completely to the whim of whatever political party is in control. It doesn't really have anything to do with finances, the budget, anything like that. Because they don't really care about making sure that the budget is sound. This is what their personal feelings are on how much of you they own. Because taxation is really saying that you have ownership over another person. Taxation is saying that you have ownership of other people's businesses. What do you call it when a business makes money and you get a portion of their profits? And you can also decide what kind of decisions they can make what they can implement and what they can't implement what they can sell and what they can't sell and when they make money you get a portion of their profits you're an owner that's what you are and you're a very convenient owner because the actual owners of the business when the business is losing money well they're losing money too if a business doesn't make any money, the government really doesn't have to immediately shell out cash to pay out their ownership portion. If you wanted to make it make sense, then it would be a 35%, well now it's 21.5% ownership of profits or losses. If you wanted to make it make sense. I wouldn't support that because that money would have to come from other people who did not agree to be owners. But if you wanted to hold it logically and say that you get 21.5% of their profits, well, then you should also be liable if they lose money that year. And you should have to cover 21.5% of the losses. But we're not trying to do anything that makes sense here. We're trying to do things that feel good, sound good. So the whole system is a bunch of arbitrary lines you can't allow the lines to be drawn because you never know who's going to be there redrawing and moving around the lines. That's way too dangerous. You can't allow them to have that power because you don't know who the next person that's going to be in power is. You can go all the way back to Lenin and Stalin. A lot of people will defend Lenin still, which is insane. A lot of people will defend Lenin. Oh, it wasn't Lenin, it was Stalin. It wasn't either one of them. It was the power that the government had. There's always going to be a terrible person that, that can come in power sometime. Terrible people exist everywhere. 
the reason that that doesn't matter as much is because those people don't have the power over the entire world, over the entire society. Terrible people can exist as long as they don't have power to exert force over everyone, then you can handle that. But when you create a system where terrible, where people can exert force over peaceful people, then you got to be real worried about what kind of people are going to be in charge. And you're never going to find those angels to run the government for forever. Like Milton Friedman would bring up. That's an impossible task. Socialism can't work because human beings are corruptible. Human beings are inherently self-interested. A large enough percentage of them are, at least, that they will always find themselves a way to get into power. And they will use that power to benefit themselves. That can't work. The system we have right now can't and doesn't work very well for the exact same reason. The free market is the only thing that can actually work in that situation. Libertarianism is the only thing that can work in that situation. Because if all people acted under the understanding that everyone has the exact same rights and the exact same self-ownership, and that the government can't act over peaceful businesses or over peaceful people, and it can't control you if you're not doing anything that is harming someone else, there's no reason to worry about the fact that bad people exist. Why would they want to get into the government? It wouldn't do anything for them. The government is supposed to be a group of people that is protecting the rights of other people, not taking away rights from other people. When the government becomes something that is solely there to decide what rights it can take away from other people to benefit others, then bad people are going to go into those positions. So that's why you can really only rely on a free market, on a libertarian-style government. A lot of libertarians are actually anarchists. To me, those are very different things. I do think that there can be a government. I just think that it would be voluntary. And they would have to be good enough that people will voluntarily give their money. That's not perfect, but that's the only way that I would be able to do it. I cannot make an argument and support a taxation whatsoever. Doesn't matter what it's for, I can't do it. A military is very important. If a military were here to protect all of us from foreign invaders, you would pay towards it. Enough people would pay towards it because we would all obviously see that it's very important. And if something bad happened and the military needed more, we would all obviously see that. And we would be willing to give more. I don't really think it's that difficult. People donate to things that they think are very important. People pay for things that they think are very important. So I don't think the idea of a voluntary government is all that crazy. What's crazy is that we don't think the government is important enough for people to voluntarily give their money to it. Why don't we work on that problem? 
So I can think of a lot of charities that do a lot of good work that people will say is important and that they will consider giving their money to it. But when the government, the idea of giving the money to the government voluntarily is such a joke, maybe we should ask whether or not the government's doing the right things. So I don't know if that answers the question of what libertarianism is. It's a government that is there only to protect the rights that you were born with, that every person was born with, meaning I cannot take away rights from someone else to give rights to another person. If giving you the right to health care means that I have to remove someone else's rights that they were born with and take something from them by force, that means that I don't think all people own themselves. It means I think some people own themselves and it means that those people own other people or that I own everyone and I get to move them around like little pieces on a chessboard. So you got to get to the idea that people own themselves and when you officially accept that, then you have to filter through every government policy, every action through that idea. Does this mean that people own themselves? If I do this to someone, do they own themselves? Do they? Really? And if you're super honest about that question, you'll find out that the answer is no a lot of the time. And so that's why we're libertarians. That's what I see libertarianism as. Hopefully that helps. Once again, sorry about the quality of the audio here. Um, We'll be back midweek. I think Charlie's going to try to do an episode two, and I'm going to try to do a couple more as well. Just wanted to give you guys a little bit of content. Go listen to all the other episodes for the high-quality stuff. And until next time, you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.